You are about to enter episode 107. The date, Tuesday, September 12th. The people are real. The beers are real. Our poundability rulings are final. This is their brewery. This is Legal Draft. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Chris, and together with Travis, Sawyer, and Eddie, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Brew underscore Styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. Well, welcome back, everybody. Chung, chung. That was an epic entry. <laughs> Did you just mix People's Court? Or no, that was a Law & Order. Did you just mix Law & Order and Judge Judy? <laughs> that I did. That's okay. We're all about mixing here on Brew Styles. Yeah. We like a good mashup. Yeah. Anyway, so today we are here at Legal Draft Brewing in Arlington. Thought we'd uh, get out of the studio. We haven't done this in a while, so... Yeah, yeah it's been a while since we've had a road show. Yeah. Be interesting. There's some music going on in the background. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, quite the uh, quite the busy atmosphere yeah. today. We're here on a, on a Sunday, and it appears that they have some kind of a event going on for the Arlington Public Library Society. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of signs about that. They have no less than two bands, right? because they're both yep. setting up in different places, and I guess they're going to both play at the same time, maybe... The band that's inside seems to be doing some kind of acoustic set, but they're, uh, they don't have a, a drummer. They have a guy on an iPad yeah. playing a drum machine. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe the real drummer will be outside. Possibly. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in another part, there's somebody setting up a recording session, so there may be a competing podcast here. Yeah. Um, we may have to turn on the... the uh, Jets versus Sharks music and have a, a rumble here in a yeah, little bit. Maybe so. Okay. <laughs> I'm wearing my shirt, so. Are you wearing pants okay. too? Yeah. You know what? I was going to wear my shirt too, but then Courtney got makeup all over it. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Because I'm going to wear the black polo. little Uh-oh. early morning Uh-oh. hanky panky? No. Whoopee. We actually had a premarital class this morning. How'd so completely the opposite. Oh, it was actually, it actually went. <laughs> yeah. It, it was. It went well. It was. It was good. Uh, it's gonna be about eight weeks. Oh. So. Okay. Yeah. Was this voluntary? Yes. It will also give us a discount, a sixty dollars discount off of our marriage license. Yeah. That. So, we're definitely doing it for that too. So. <laughs> yeah. But how much time and gas are you gonna spend doing this eight weeks? It's just. A, it's just a once a week deal. So about for about an hour, hour and a half. So. Can you really put a price on your future? Exactly. Chris? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How much is the wedding? 
<laughs> well, okay, so I guess you can. <laughs> We're up to 16,000. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is the first time that we've been here for the podcast. I've been here, I think, three or four times before that. Um, they got a couple of new beers on yeah. this week that I'm interested to try out. Mm-hmm. I've been here once before. Just once? Just once. Okay. Travis, yeah, you've been here a couple of times. I've been here a handful of times. Yeah. They haven't been open for too long. Uh, I think 2015 yeah, or maybe early 2016. About two years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So it hasn't been long. We'll we'll uh, go into a little bit of their history here in a little bit. But um, yeah, it's it's a brewery right here in our hometown of Arlington, and we haven't got a chance to feature them. Uh, we featured a couple of their beers before on other episodes, but yeah. felt that they deserved to have an episode all their own. So uh, here we are. Yep. They are across the railroad tracks from Division Brewing. That's right. They are actually off of Division. <laughs> yeah. Unlike Division Brewing, which yeah. is not off of Division. Yeah. Yeah, within walking distance, if there wasn't a railroad yeah. and I mean, a I fence guess you could, and a ditch in between yeah. them. Uh-huh. The fence kind of ruins that idea, because you could probably walk across the railroad. <laughs> yeah, when I heard about the location, that's the first thing that I looked up on the map. Like, oh, you could totally do just like a double brewery Saturday and just walk. But then I pulled up the... Uh, the street view on the uh, computer and I was like, oh, this looks scary. <laughs> this is where you find dead bodies walking from here to there. Oh. Just look both ways before you cross the yeah. tracks. Yeah. Well, there's also a, a good tap room right here downtown. Are you also, talking about On Tap? Or are you yeah. talking about Cool Keg? On Tap. Okay. Yeah, On Tap's right there and then Cool Keg's yeah, right there too. I haven't been to On Tap yet. We went there. Were you there with that one day that Frado and I went? I can't remember. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because. Um, it was really dead in there. There was like us and one guy that brought his bicycle inside the tap room. It was kind of funny, but uh, huh. they had a really good selection. Same kind of beer TV menu like uh, Cool Cake has. Yeah, uh, yeah. So um, good number of taps. I think I had like thirty or something. That's cool. Or something like that. So yeah, a lot of a lot of good places to get beer around here, downtown. Nice. Right next to the Cowboy Stadium. Word. Well, as far as uh, this week in beer, Chris, you had a pretty exciting event last yeah. night. Yeah. We had a Samptoberfest. I got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised? You were also wearing your Coors Light shirt, or Coors Banquet shirt. Yep, I was. Yeah. I was. Anyway, yeah, we had a good time. Uh, did a bunch of um, beer brats and homemade beer cheese and pretzels. The beer cheese was Oktoberfest good. beer, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chris tapped two new homebrews. Yeah. yeah. One of them was good. The other one was... I liked both of them. I did too. One of them was a lot better than the other. I'll say yeah. that much. Yeah. yeah, I do need to figure out how to unsalt it. Goes up. Did, uh, <laughs> did, did we blow the keg last night? No. Oh, man. Uh, we did finish off my London Pride Club. Though. Oh, okay. that one. Uh, so that one's gone. That was a good beer. I'll have to brew that one again. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I might dial the hops back just a little bit so it's not as hoppy, more bitter, not so hoppy. Yeah. Well, uh, yesterday I kegged two beers. Yeah. I kegged my uh, Rapture Fusion clone. Okay. And then I uh, kegged my, my summer ale with Paradise Seeds and lemon and lime zest and all that. Is that the one where half of it ended up on your driveway? Yep. So how much actually got, got in the keg? <laughs> Maybe about two and a half to three gallons, which is <laughs> just enough for the party probably. Okay. So, 
I'm, I might brew it again this weekend, this coming weekend, and have that ready to go, but it'll be a close call. Dying. Alright, well, um, I also take two beers and oh. put them on tap at, at oh. home. Yeah, I got a Saison, which I brewed before. This one turned out a little different. It's got some wild notes in there. I'm not sure where that came from, but uh, it's alright. It's just different. Interesting. And then uh, the classic blonde that I brewed several times before. It's pretty stock. That's cool. Oh. Yeah. So that's awesome. my week in beer. Yeah. Word. Yeah. We got uh, something interesting coming up next weekend. Probably the closest we can actually get to an Oktoberfest up in Addison. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping to be able to go to that if anybody's interested. Oh. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not on Saturday. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I guess we could do the Sunday day. Last yeah. year we went on Saturday. Saturday night. Yes. Oh. I'm playing at Hop Fusion on Saturday. So okay. that's why I couldn't go all that day. Well, we can, I'm sure we can figure out a schedule what we want to do. Uh, oh, oh crap. I judged beers yesterday. Oh, yeah. I oh. did actual BJCP stuff <laughs> for the first yeah, time since like February. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had the annual OZAP oh, <laughs> competition and uh, met up there. Judge was Steve Brown. And we did a full flight of the dark European lagers. So it was a bunch of Munich Dunkels, which I really enjoyed that episode when we did that. And it was also Schwartz beer, which I enjoyed that one. So it was a it was a fun day. We judged 13 beers in the flight. And uh, do you have anything knock your socks off? You know, not really. And I guess I should say knock your leader hosen off. Yeah, everything was. <laughs> Pretty much kind of down the middle. Yeah. We gave a lot of 29s and 30s, which is kind of okay beers. I think the highest one we gave was a 40, 41. So there was a deep style that was? It was a Schwartz beer. Okay. Yeah. Schwartz. So that one was good. But, uh, was your entire flight Schwartz beer? No, we had oh, four okay. Schwartzes and then the rest were Munich Dunkles. Oh, okay. But I was hoping to find a good Munich because those are really rich, like yeah. toasted bread crust, yeah. complex. But all of them just didn't quite get there. So, but it was fun. Actually, got to stretch my BJCP muscle again. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool, man. Because if you don't judge within like two years, then you're inactive. Yeah. No. So you gotta gotta keep your your well, active. As long as you do like one master brewer yeah. thing every year for yeah, I've been here. That counts too. It does. I haven't been to those meetings in a long time. You're right. You haven't. No. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure what I'm paying for these days. I didn't go this month because I had a, a rehearsal Tuesday night. But um, <sighs> I'm just so busy. Yeah. It's yeah. hard for me to make it. Yeah. I didn't go either. I was just tired. Had other stuff to do. I yeah. actually worked on the podcast rather than go to the meeting. But yeah. yeah. Can't make them all. No. I haven't made the last six. <laughs> Ding. Oh well. Well, should we talk about this first beer that we're drinking right now? I think we should probably thank our listeners first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> thanks to our listeners. <laughs> yeah. No, but really, thank you. Without you, indeed, we couldn't wait. No, yeah, we still could be here. We'd actually. just be sitting here talking to ourselves. Yeah, which would still be fun. Well, we only have tens of listeners, so no, we don't. Okay, twenties of listeners. <laughs> yeah. So, so 
Yeah, thank Actually, you for sticking with us through these past few episodes. Yeah. Uh, we promise this one will not be two hours in length. Yeah. No. We're going to try to get back to our normal one-hour goal because those are a little more approachable. But, you know, that being said, the basics of beer series was fun. Yeah. yeah. I definitely learned a thing or two. Yeah. So that was fun. And if you enjoyed it, then go ahead and subscribe. And also look for us on social media. We've got Facebook and Twitter, Twitter and Untap yep. and Swarm. Swarm. Swarm, too. Yes. Swarm. Or a swarm. <laughs> that, that's Foursquare, right? Yes. <laughs> or the, the new newer version of Foursquare. Anyway. That's right. All right. And we might, we might be on Tinder uh, pretty soon. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. That just, escalated quickly. Yeah, just kind of keep an eye out for that. Make sure you swipe right. <laughs> uh, anyway. Next thing you know, we'll be on, like, on plenty of fish or match.com. <laughs> What's the other one? Bumble? I don't even know. Is there a... Oh, eHarmony. Oh, gosh. Is there a dating website for beer beer lovers? I don't know. You know what? Advanced Adventures? We should make one. Yeah, because you got like almost everything else. Farmersonly.com and yeah. Plenty of Fish is, is, I think, supposed to be Christian-based. And then you got yeah. Grinder, which is just all about dudes. And, uh, so there's got to be... A beer, beer-loving app. Yeah. Or maybe we should create one. Yeah. We could make a lot of money potentially if we did that. That's right. So never mind. I'm going to delete all of this. Yeah. So none of you can hear it, and then we'll come out with our. Um, Put this in the outtakes after we've done this. We'll call it Suds and Love, maybe. I don't um, like that. We'll workshop the idea. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this beer real quick. So uh, the first one up is the Blocktoberfest. Yeah, speaking of Oktoberfest. It's a Martin. Ah. It's definitely not Hacker Short. No. Is it a Martin, though? It's really tasty. It's let's, really let's, light. Well, let's go through the process first. Okay. I mean, First taste it with, with your, your eyes. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like a Martin. Though. Yes. This is like a... This it's is very light. Light um, amber. It looks like a fest beer almost. Yeah. Not deep copper, but light amber. Yeah, not deep copper for sure. White foamy head. So appearances would suggest a fest yeah, beer. Yeah. It kind of smells like a fest beer. It didn't have as many malty notes in the aroma as a, a, a hacker shore would. Yeah, fairly grainy. Ugh. Their sign does not say. What the it says limited is. time seasonal. And it also says 2016. It's five percent, I think. Pretty sure. Look on Untapped. Yeah. So they probably painted the sign one time, and they're like, you know what? We're just gonna keep it. Yeah. So after tasting the beer, it's this is. I think Chris is right. This is more of a fest beer. Yeah. Than it is a Martin for sure. It's just not as sweet as as Hackershore. Yes, it does say five percent. So. So my next question is, does that five percent? Line up with the BJCP ABV. Yeah, maybe with Fest beer. You know, but... So they're calling this a Martin. And ABV says 5.8 to 6.3. Yep. But under Fest beer... Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> 5.8 to 6.3. Whoa, I didn't even <laughs> fall into the right categories. What is the color range for both? The swarm? Yeah. Fest beer is 4 to 7. Martin 
It's gonna be darker, obviously. Eight to seventeen. And that means nothing to the people listening to us. Right. So let me. That means the the Martin's gonna be darker. Yes. Okay, that means something to the people listening to us. <laughs> English helps. Thanks for that. Yep. Now there there is a. Uh, I do have a color wheel on one of these. Here we go. A color wheel. Oh, look at that's oh, fancy. Look at that. Chris pulled out a little color chart. Uh, so what is what do you call? I would say it's this one. Eight to ten. Eight to well, ten. this is also lava bond, not SRM. Oh yeah. There's a slight difference. Whoa. Probably not down that far. Yeah, I'd say about eight to ten lava bond. Yeah. Um, which would put it in the very low ranges of yeah. Martin. Also have a flavor wheel. <laughs> Oh my man! You're just pulling out all these gadgets. Yeah, Chris is looking at the app called BrewPal. Now he's yeah. got he's got the Wheel of Fortune, but it's like colors. <laughs> now this is actually the the um, <laughs> the app that I used a long time ago. See, I've got my first beers in here. Twelve parsec quarter C3PA. It's a Trappist. This is what I used before I bought uh, Beersmith. But anyway, it's got all that fancy stuff in it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Anyway, so um, color does not match Martin. It's really clear, though. It is very clear. You know, it's it's not bad. I, it's actually pretty good flavor-wise, but it's not what they say it is. It's malty and it's it's slightly toasty. Yeah. yeah. Um, like bread crust. Would I drink it again? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably. actually pretty good. Yeah. I, I like it quite a bit. It's no diacetyl bomb. No. Oh no, no. Um, when they first opened, they had some beers that were diacetyl, but they I, still I haven't do. What? They still do. I don't taste it. Oh, I do. I don't. In this one? Oh yeah. No, not this one. Okay. But there are other beers. The, the other one. Because the last time I was here, I got them on, thinking, okay, I need to see if there's still a diacetyl bomb, but I, I didn't get it. So. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe your palate is just tainted. I don't know. The last time I was here with Frato. We, we got that one beer that was just a complete diastole on it. It was still there big time. Well, I'm talking about the beer that's in front of me right I know, now. I know. This one does not taste that way. So for that reason, I like this beer. Yeah, it's a good beer. I could use a little bit of like residual sweetness, just maybe a touch of the of the caramel notes that yeah. you oftentimes could get in a Martin. But uh, it does make a good fest beer. Yeah. Yeah, it's very tasty for sure. Faux reels. Yep. So, accountability rating 10. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah. easy. I go with a 9. Yeah, I was thinking 9 also. The carbonation level is a little high, I think. Well, I disagree. I think it's low. Fairly light body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Good way to ring in the Oktoberfest season. So, how would you rate this one, BJCP style? Mm. As a Martin or a Fest beer? Both. Well, because it's category, they call it a Martin, so we would have to judge it as a Martin. Okay. As what it's entered as. So. High 30s? I don't yeah. know. 36, 37. Because the things I would mark down would be color. And that's only, appearance is only worth three points. Yeah. Yeah, but to me, I'd mark down the flavor, though, too. It's not as sweet as a typical Martzen. But you wouldn't tank it. You'd mark it down a few points. I wouldn't, wouldn't think tank it. high 30s. I'd probably think mid to low 30s. Okay. 
like 35 and below. I'd probably be around there too, 36 maybe. Yeah. So good beer, but not not a classic example. Yes, I agree with that statement. Like I said in my untapped rating, it's no hacker shore. Oh, well, naturally, because that's a commercial example. Yeah, I know. That's now, a standard that no man can live up to. Uh, For somebody well. who's not really concerned about BJCP ratings, this is a fantastic beer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Fantastic. I would drink this again. Which is why the foundability rating is so high, 9, 10, because it's, it's a great beer. It's easy to drink. It's got good flavor. Yes. Poundabilibit. <laughs> what? What? Poundabilibit. Poundability. See, I'm disappointed that we don't have the uh, the drop system today oh, because okay. I spent a lot of time adding a lot of new drops. There's at least, the, the at least like the 20 new ones. Yeah. yeah. And we <laughs> could have brought the episodes. setup, but oh well. Yeah. Next time. Maybe. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, should we take a break and get our next beer? Yeah. Sounds good. All right. All right, well, welcome back. <laughs> I guess just to us, because yeah. the listeners didn't really take a break, but we did. Maybe I'll play some Judge Judy music in between. <laughs> okay. There we go. That'll work. Yeah. We're back with our next beer, and it is a new one to all of us, and I think it's new to Legal Draft also, because I've never heard of it. Yeah. But it's called the Impeachment IPA, and on the picture, they've got two peaches that are going at it. Fighting. Fighting. Not, like, actually going at it. Yeah. That oh. would be weird. <laughs> we did not check the explicit box. Yeah, 60 IBU, 6.2% ABV. Um, and if you notice, all the names have a have a similar theme. They're all legal and lawyer-based. Oh, really? oh, interesting. Um, yeah, we, we'll go into a little bit of the history of the owners and why that is but you might be able to figure out what their previous job was yeah but uh we'll go ahead and get into our next beer appearance very clear this one is darker than the than the Oktoberfest it's uh, yes. yeah more orangish nice white or head. would you say peach no it's more, <laughs> more orange than peach yeah aroma very fruity. Yeah, I definitely the, get the yeah. peach. Peach comes through a lot of the aroma. Um, there's a there's a hop that has that kind of character too. Mm. Like a, a really light fruit. Yeah. So I'm, I wonder how much of it is hop and how much of it is actual peach. It's a good question. I bet they do have some sort of a like a tropical hop yeah. or a, a melon based hop. Yeah, for sure. To complement that, because it, it is very, very fruity. The aroma smells quite nice. Did you inhale some of your beer or something? Yeah. <laughs> you're over there rubbing your nose. Oh, okay. Nope. <laughs> Just allergies? Oh, I took a pill earlier. <laughs> okay. Yep. My oh, allergies yeah. have been really crazy today, too, for some reason. Yesterday was fine, but anyway, I can kind of breathe. Yeah, nice fresh, fresh fruit aroma. Oh, yeah. It smells great. The flavor is pretty good too. You get you get the peach and the flavor. Yeah. The hops are not too overbearing. Well, yeah, I was gonna say that it's not quite as bitter as I would expect from an IPA. Yeah. No. 
so it's real smooth. Um, I bet the pizza's bringing it down. Yeah, probably. Kind of up the sweetness level of it. Balance yeah. out some of the bitterness. Yeah, because peach is more of a sweet fruit rather than acidic, right? Yeah. Like a citrus. And at 60 IBUs, that seems a little low anyway. Yeah. yeah. Ish. Hmm. Maybe more like a, a peach pale. Well, I don't know if I go that far. Yeah. It's still not be a range. Yeah, it's still pretty bitter. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, peaches dominate the flavor, um, as well as the bitterness. It's very good, though. Yeah, maybe a faint malt profile, but it's well in the background. Yeah. No yeast character. No. no. Alcohol's not really present, but at 6, no. was it 6%? 6.2? 6. Yeah, 6. 6. 2. 2. 60 IBUs. Not going to be very over the top, but... Hmm. It doesn't listen OG. No original gangster. Yeah. Quite refreshing. It is. Yeah. It does start to dry out on the finish. Yeah. And that kind of lingers the dryness over the tongue. Yeah. I just noticed a band stopped playing. They're on a break. Mm. Maybe the outside band is playing next. Mm. They're tag teaming it. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um. This would be a great summer beer. I was thinking that too. Maybe not not a lawnmower beer, but after lawnmower, like shower beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could do this as a shower beer. Six point two. I don't know if I want to drink it outside in the heat. No, I'd rather drink it's the fancy on lawnmower. That, that range of it's almost too much. Yeah. I like my lawnmowers to be in the 5% range. Or, you know, 11%. <laughs> I wonder how they use the peach, and if they used actual real peaches, or if it was an extract. Um, and then... I'm not getting that chemical extract note that I get sometimes, yeah, yeah. so maybe they used real peaches. And it is peach season. Yeah. So it makes sense. I wonder if this is going to be a seasonal thing for them. Is there a, a big peach farm in the area? Well, you got Parker County peaches yeah. that oh, yeah. are pretty well known. Is that Weatherford? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they have the peach festival every year downtown. Yeah. What time of year is that? Right about now. Is it? Oh. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it is real peaches. Might be. Probably so. Because I know there's other breweries that have yeah. Parker County peaches. Martin House makes one. Yeah. I got a Shiner uh, peach beer in my fridge right now I haven't tried. Did you so, do a peach? You did a peach beer. I did an apricot. Apricot. Okay. That I knew was it was some beer. kind of yellow fruit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is similar to the peach, but... Similar? Oh, but only slightly. Only slightly. That one was pretty good. You had an issue with the clogging up your lines, though, didn't you? Well, the first time I made it was great. And then, yeah, the time I made it for Fratto's wedding... I did it differently and caused a, That's right. a tubing issue. I do remember that, yeah. Because, yeah, the first time I did it, I added the peach or the apricot extract. It was liquid. I added it to the uh, primary fermenter. Right. So it had time to mix and re-ferment. And then I put it in the keg. This time, when I messed it up, I transferred the beer and then poured the extract in the keg. 
and then carved it and chilled it down. So, because you were trying to get more peach flavor, right? Yes. Because when you, when it referments, you lose the flavor, uh -huh. or what, like sixty or eighty percent of it. <laughs> A lot of it goes away if it referments. Yes. So I was trying to keep all the all the flavor in there, but all the extracts sank to the bottom and I think congealed. So then it maybe somebody doing a secondary after a cold crash. Yeah. So but, the yeast don't try to referment it. Yeah. So I probably won't add it to the keg next time. Yeah. Huh. Maybe fun. you could just freeze it next time and it'll be a popsicle instead. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like what happened to your stout. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, God. Frozen Dude, you, you could have like, you could have done something with that. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I should have, but I really wasn't thinking about it. Make it like an icy, a stout icy. Yeah. Mmm. Or a stout, stout cone, icy from how long ago? How long have you been married now? Uh, March of last year. So about a year and three months, year and a quarter. <laughs> that's no, how year old and my, a half. That's how old stout. my stout is or was. Wow. So uh, I bet it was pretty good then. Huh? I bet it was pretty good then, long time yeah. age. When you uh, finished it? I, I never did get to finish it because oh. the rest of it froze. Oh. Why don't you thaw it back out? Because I was trying to keg another beer. Yeah. I may or may not have put the beer in the freezer. <laughs> well, I mean, my kegerator is a chest freezer, so. You have a temp controller on it? Yeah. It just got too cold? Yeah, it was at, thir set at 39. It shouldn't have frozen. Yeah. It's still froze. So I can't drink that one. But so I we have a local brew instead. Yeah. <laughs> I cranked this it up. The Legal Drift IPA. <laughs> I cranked it up to about 43, so we'll see what happens this time around. Yeah, I usually have mine set to like 36, 38. Yeah. I don't know. There was ice building up on the inside of the, of the keyser, too. And I had to go in there and scrape all that off with this motion. Had to get it hard. <laughs> yeah. We, we really get in check there. The explosive box. And then scoop it out. <laughs> this is not getting any better. Stop with the hand motion, Sawyer. You're Sorry. not helping yourself. <laughs> Luckily, we're not on webcam today. This is true. Yeah. And this beer's good. Yeah. I'm actually pleasantly surprised. I was kind of hesitant about the uh, the peach IPA, but I actually really like this. Yeah. As am I, yeah. I would like to try and brew more with fruit. I haven't done any. The one time I did a fruit beer was that blackberry cream ale, and I used uh, extract that I bought from Stubby, yeah. and I wasn't really impressed with it. Because it, it, it did have that chemical extract flavor, and it didn't really taste like blackberry. Yes. Yeah. So. Hey, but that lemon and lime beer started to turn out pretty good. Yeah. That's true. I have done that one. I guess that's a fruit, isn't it? The Kolsch. I know. <laughs> Is that a fruit? <laughs> What's your poundability rating for this one? I'm gonna say seven. I could agree with that. Do we have a triple seven? I think so. That's Jackpot. a big claim. Because the, the fruit flavor makes it easier to pound, but it's also yeah. an IPA, which, which still are dials it back. Yeah. Never too easy to pound. Wise, yeah. And it's six point two percent. It's not like you could pound a six pack of it. Right. Yeah. I think the band's coming back on. I, I think just they killed are. the music. Yeah, the music just cut off. And they're sitting over, that guy's over there by his uh, iPad drum machine, so yeah. That speaker that they're using there is like $1,000. <laughs> by well, Bose. Well, Join us next started. week for speaker styles. And we uh, enjoy this beer. I can talk a little bit about the history of Legal Draft. Uh, so on their website, here's their motto. It says, 
You have the right to drink great beer. Your beer should have flavor and character, be made locally with the highest quality ingredients, and be enjoyed with friends and family in a relaxed and welcoming atmosphere. That's their beer and their rights. Uh, but I'm all Yes, so uh, the the legal draft beer company is owned by two guys. You've got Greg McCarthy and Kurt Taylor. Now, Greg was a, uh, a lawyer in his previous life, and uh, he decided he wanted to get out of that business, and then uh, several years ago, the, they kind of had the idea to start a, a brew pub or a brewery in their hometown of Arlington, because at the time there wasn't anyone here. Division wasn't open, legal draft wasn't open, and Arlington didn't have a brewery. So uh, Greg with his friend Kurt, who's the logistics guy, got together and decided they're going to make a brewery, and since uh, Greg has uh, a lawyer background, their stick was every beer would have a, a legal twist. Right. Which is a, it's a unique idea. It is. Definitely stands them apart. Yeah. So, once they got the ball rolling, they opened up pretty quick. Um, so now they're located in downtown Arlington, just off of Division and uh, north of Abram. It's a nice little area. But uh, they also have a an authentic German brewmaster, Henrik, and uh, he's been he's been the brewmaster since they opened up. Interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a unique idea and definitely gives them their their own profile. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got the Hefeweizen is a German beer. Um, that's about it. <laughs> I would think that if they had a, an authentic German brewmaster that they'd have more German styles. But all I'm seeing is the Hefeweizen. I guess now the Oktoberfest, but that's about it. Yeah. Oh. But he makes the beer, but he doesn't own the beer. So I guess he make what the owners want. Well, right. But I'm just saying, like you know, if you're if you're employing a German brewmaster, that's kind of their stick. If you want to make really good beer and sell really good beer and make good money, then you might kind of. Yeah hire the person that's going to be, I don't know, uh, obviously I don't know anything about owning a brewery, I'm just making a lot of assumptions. Yeah, and um, I mean also you think about German styles and those are mainly lagers, and right. I don't think that they had lagering capability until recently, because for a long time it was mainly ales, but now they have the, the Logtoberfest, and there's also a, a roasted pumpkin spice lager and then a black pilsner that's up there too so i think that they did get some sort of a lagering capability recently and uh maybe we'll see some more german styles because they don't they got the legal legal blonde but they don't have a real nice crisp german pill right that's what i was just thinking i'd, I'd really like to see them do uh 
you know, a Rome stock Pilsner. Yeah. Uh, somebody's not very happy over there. Yep. And with the sound of a baby crying, I think we should, uh... In a brewery. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Hashtag just saying. Well, it's not Hashtag like they're drinking. Cut them off. <laughs> All right. We got one more for you. Let's do it. Well, we're back. Uh, uh, Are we back? Yeah, something like that. Actually, we're Pilsner. So we're pills? That's you took pills? What? Travis took a pill. I did not take any pills today. I took a pill. To, actually, I take several pills to take. I take. I took several pills today. Oh my god! <laughs> He's drunk. No, I'm not. So anyway, slow motion. I get tongue tied. The next one is the black letter <laughs> law, which is supposedly a black pilsner. Supposedly. Four point seven AB. Wow. Four point seven percent. Now he's drunk. Not me. Uh oh. Thirty-five IBUs. We don't know the original gangster. <laughs> yeah, this one's something of a quandary because is that our ten dollars worth for the day. It is. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, you have Pilsner as a, a style, a very established, light, basic, easygoing, drinkable, subdued style. Yeah. German pills, Czech pills. But a black Pilsner... It's black. ...is... It's black. Interesting, because it would... You know, in essence, you're taking two very separate styles and then merging them together. Kind of like Black IPA. Yeah. Which is a thing that we've talked about. Yeah, Black IPA is recognized yeah. by BJCP. Black Pilsner is not. Right. Nor is Black Saison, which I've seen those before. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of an experimental style that you want to end with. Well, we were talking about the German brewmaster earlier and how we would really nice to, it would be really nice to see some, you know, stock German things like a Pilsner. Uh, well, here's one. <laughs> it's not really what we were talking about, but it's a Pilsner. Yeah. Maybe he was, he kept requesting, like, let me brew German pills, let me brew German pills. And they finally Why said... Why are you assuming he has a German accent? And they said, okay, go ahead and do it. He's like, yes, I have brewed German pills for you. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're like, no, make it black. And then he just falls to his knees and it goes, no! Nine! And he says, nine! <laughs> anyway, uh, it's black. It's black. Yes, quite the dark color. I get no uh, ruby highlights or okay. anything. It's just black as night. Uh, yep. Tan head. Yeah, it had a very foamy tan head. I immediately smell roast. Yeah, roasted malt. Which I'm aroma. super confused by this because it smells. We haven't really talked about taste yet, but just it smells like a. Porter or a stout, like heavy, heavy roast, <laughs> coffee notes. It is completely possible to do a dark beer without those things. Swartz beer, for instance. Yeah. Most black IPAs, you're not going to get a whole lot of roast. You, you know, you'll you'll get enough to kind of balance out the hops, but this is just way over the top roast for me, especially for what they're calling a pilsner. 
Yeah, if you remember from our Swordsbury episode, you had two ends of the spectrum. Right. You could have the really roasty ones, yeah. but still drinkable. You could also have the very drinkable, but hardly any roast at all, and it still fits into the style. Um, so yes, it is possible to have a, yeah. a Pilsner with black malt, but really restrain the roast. Uh, but they went, they went a different direction with this. Well, when you think about Pilsners, too, they have a, a hop character. There's a bitterness there. Yes. I don't get any hop bitterness from this beer. In the aroma? No, sorry. I'm talking about flavor now. I drink it. So we're on the tasting part. We're not just sniffing. Yeah, yeah I taste it already. Um, I just there's there. I some chocolate in the smell too. There's no like hop note that you would expect out of a pilsner. Yeah. This is a porter or a stout. It's I mean the body is kind of thin for a, a stout. So True. I, that's why I'd say more along the lines of a porter. I would agree with porter. I don't get a pilsner anything out of it at all. Yeah, I think, you know, once you introduce the roast and the black malt, it loses all character of a Pilsner. Uh, St. Arnold makes a black Kolsch. Huh. Their I that Santo. It's got, like, the, the sugar skull on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, and uh, I feel this way about all the, uh, the hybrid styles. As soon as you take a light base style and then introduce any kind of dark elements to it it just we got to be real careful about how you do that too yeah, it becomes its own thing you're, you're going to the dark side it seems like <laughs> yeah well because like your your black ip that you did the, the light side and, and dark side of michael jackson <laughs> you you added your dark malts in like what the last 10 minutes essentially your your batch barge yes and it was black without any roast. There you go. Yeah. So I think if they had done that with this one, it would have turned out completely different and probably more along the lines of what it was they were trying to do. Because right now it just tastes like a, a porter to me. Yeah, because it's very roasty in the both aroma and flavor. I get yeah. zero hot bitterness. It's all malt derived. Yeah, any kind of astringency just comes from roast. Yeah. Uh, Almost burnt, but it's uh, a tasty beer. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I I think I would like it, you know, when it's cold outside and and I'm in stout drinking mode. I'm not a pilsner, just my two cents. Yeah, I, I guess I would just have qualms with the style labeling. Right. Um, because when we first talked about getting this beer, like, oh, pilsner, okay, that'll be good. It'll be refreshing. Yeah. And it said black pilsner. I was like, okay, that'll be interesting. If I wanted a stout, I would have ordered a stout. To me, that's false advertising. <laughs> yeah, I think it should have been just labeled a Schwartz beer. Yes. Which is probably more accurate for right. what it is because that's also a lager. Yeah. Um, but it's also, wouldn't a black pilsner essentially be a black IPA because you're talking about a dark beer that has a hop presence? Oh, no, no, no. Because is a regular Pilsner the same as a regular IPA? Well, no, but I'm just saying, like, the hot presence that you would have. I mean, because think about a Pilsner. It's light, it's crisp, it's got a hot character to it, and it's refreshing. But nowhere near the level of an IPA. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, if you have a dark beer with a strong hot presence, why call it a 
black pilsner versus a black IPA when this doesn't even have any hop character in it. That's all I was trying to say. Okay. So yeah, it would fit with the Schwartz beer style a lot more. I would agree with that. <laughs> That's all I have. Thank you. Do you Thanks, like this John. beer? <laughs> huh? Do you like this beer? It's okay. You're not even give us your uh, I like this beer drop? No, it's not my favorite. <laughs> Interesting. But it's not terrible enough for me to go, I don't like this beer. But it's also not good enough for me to go, I like this beer. Yeah, and that's really the risk that you run anytime you make an experimental style. Yeah. Because it's, it's going to be different, sure. And so you could have people that love it. You could have people that hate it just on principle. Yeah. Um, just because it's so different, you might have a lot of just confusion. Right. So, I would be interested to see the side-by-side comparison between this and their Chief Justice Stout. Because obviously there's like two points of alcohol difference. <laughs> and yeah. I, I bet the Stout's going to have more body. But... I remember drinking that one, and it had a decent amount of roast and coffee, chocolate kind of notes to it. Yeah, we featured that on one of our episodes. I yeah. think it's Imperial Stout, but it is it Imperial Six something? What six point six? American Stout. I, yeah. I think that was what it was. Yeah. I don't know. Listeners at home, you can go to our website, brewstyles.com, <laughs> and click on the Feature Beer tab. Scroll down to Legal Draft. And find the Chief Justice Stout. Click on that, and it'll take you right to the episode where we featured it. Because I don't, I don't remember. I don't think it was. It was Imperial episode fifteen. It was episode fifteen. Yeah, it was episode fifteen. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think it was our Imperial Stout episode. I don't remember having that one on there. I don't think so either. I am actually pretty sure these guys weren't even open when we did that episode. <laughs> Maybe. If I remember correctly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember at all, correctly or incorrectly. Like some hmm. All right. I do like their beers. I mean, they, they make good beer. They do. I, there's not one that I'm like, eh, I'm not going to drink that ever again. Yeah. Because we featured three today. Um, they were all very Up drinkable. on the board right now, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And then there's two on the taproom only board that we didn't touch. So there's 12, 13, and they have a summer shandy, 14. So yeah, they got 14 beers available. We featured three, including two, two more. coffee. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I guess they're both nitro. Yeah, they they got Boca coffee couple and Cuvee coffee, cold uh, brew. Yeah, but those aren't those aren't beers. It's I don't just, know. It's just cold brew coffee. My general reaction to this place is meh. It's not like the best beer I've ever had. It's kind of interesting, though, because Legal Draft and Division have two completely different approaches to brewing. Yeah, but see, if you gave me a choice, like if if you called me up one day and said, hey, which one do you want to go to today? Legal Draft or Division? I would say Division all day long. I think Legal Draft is focused more on the presentation and the hangout aspect. Mm -hmm. I mean, right from the start, they had the, the bar games and like giant Jenga and yeah. bands and it's got TVs it's much more of a uh, approachable hangout spot whereas Division is you're coming for the beer and no comforts 
or I like their beer or the trendy hangout stuff. Well, and you know, Division has every everything for them is focused on like I don't know if I'd say extreme, but strong flavor profiles. Yeah, talk about experimental. Yeah, because you've got all kinds of different so. hoppy beers oh, going on. You've got sours. You've got but that Rosalie, the, man. Yeah, you've got a cucumber sour goza whatever it was that, that's really good by the way it's fantastic it's fantastic well, you know when um, i'm at division i'm there all night and by all night i mean 10 p.m <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but still i mean they've got a lot of really good beers so they also have like 20 different things on tap yeah and they, they have a lot they have of the, beers that i'd never try again too yeah and they've got they do small batches and a lot of different beers. Yep. These guys do, you know, the same six, seven, eight beers. Well, and they probably do bigger batches because they distribute. Yeah, they Division have to. does not distribute. No. Yeah, because in the area we're sitting in right now is probably a fourth of the entire building. I mean, right now, three quarters of it is all right. the yeah. Just where, the, the, whereas Division, you walk in stuff. and you can see their entire brew setup yeah. right there in front of you. Yeah, the other part of the building is where the other podcast people are. But uh, we're not allowed in there. Yeah, we're not cool enough for the cool for the cool school. They said no girls allowed. Yeah, girls. And we're like, screw you, man. We did not <laughs> check the explosive box. Going, huh? uh, I don't know. Look at them sitting in there with their little smug. tables and smug beards. <laughs> not even talking to each other. They look like the beer connoisseur type. You know, bald head, big beard. Yeah, I just got my little tin beer snob look. All of us still have hair. There might not be a lot there, but we still have some. I got a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I think they have a cool website and business cards. Maybe they do. And uh, t shirts. A a mesh banner. I'm wearing my shirt. Or a tuba player. (laughs) That they don't have. Well, I don't know. That guy's got a beard. He might be. (laughs) Anyway, back to the beer. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I do. I do like. I like the ambience here. I like the beer. I like, you know, just the general thing yeah. of it. I, but at Division, like I said, they have the bigger, you know, flavor profiles, bigger beer selection, lots of different things. They have that, uh, the distant cousin, which is their English is a mild. Division I think. is very ska, like ska band. <laughs> Like, if you like that, that's the place to be. What brewery are we featuring in this episode? Division or Legal? Well, he just, he just started talking about distant, distant cousins. Well, I know. I'm just I'm I'm doing a comparison because you know they're on opposite sides of the track, and they have two completely different um, ways that they do things. Two different buildings, two different ambiances, two different sets of beers. It's not like you know you've got two breweries that are doing the same thing. They're completely different. And that was my point. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. This place just seems kind of safe to me. I agree. And I think that's what they're going for. Yeah. Uh, immediately want to appeal to the mass market. Yeah. And let's make six beers that are, are you know, decent, and let's yeah. start distributing them. Yes. Yeah. Which is Which, fine. Yeah, Everybody it, has their, you uh-huh. know, their stick and, and what they want to accomplish, and I think they're doing a, a yeah. good job of it. I don't want to go like Uber beer snob on them and say, oh, they're no. But they yeah, have very drinkable beers that are good, and I think they're doing a good job at what they're doing. And and you can see that probably within just the general scope of DFW breweries. There's some that 
as soon as they open, you know, okay, well, they're they have their sights set on something larger. They they're focused on <laughs> one aspect of the whole thing. And Gee, then, who are you talking about, Travis? Uh, I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> I think it starts with an L. What? What? <laughs> and then there's other brewers that open up, and and you know that they're have a different focus that they're totally yeah. fine with being small forever yeah I think if I were to ever open a brewery that's you know just nice small hometown kind of feel that's alright yeah this one has a very produced feel yeah see okay, like, like they got a big bankroll behind them you well, talk I mean, about they were the <laughs> this reminds me of Hop Fusion in a way just with how nice it is and it's thought out. Actually, I was going to say it reminds me of a wing stop. Okay, I can see that. Because it's got, you know, the concrete floors, the corrugated metal siding, the open ceiling with the, you know, the ductwork. I, I don't know. It just, it seems like a corporate made bar. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, yeah. obviously they... They're successful with what they're doing. They've got a good draw. They've got a lot of people here, and I've never been here where it's been empty. Yeah, we came in a Sunday at 2 p.m., and we had trouble finding a table. Yeah. So, so that says all you need to know. Yeah, they yeah, make good beer. They've got a good ambiance. Yeah. <laughs> Over here, sniffing a wall. <laughs> How's that wall smell, Sawyer? <laughs> smells like paint. <laughs> Anyway, so I don't want I don't want any of our listeners or you know whatever to think that we're bashing this place because we're not. Yeah. It's, it has a different feel than than what you might expect from a, a small town brewery. At the end of the day, all you can say is just come check it out for yourself. Yeah, you know. So yeah. All right. That probably peaked. Probably so. Anyway, uh, anything else about legal draft or ability on this last beer? Oh yeah, we completely skipped over that. Didn't Four. We? <laughs> it's pretty roasty, yeah. so it'd be difficult to pound. Yeah. Even though it's light bodied, the roasts would yeah really make it tough to, to chug. Yeah, so. I'm gonna say a three. Yeah, I give it a four. <laughs> now BJCP rating would be harder to do because it's not a. A BJCP recognized It would have style. to be entered in the experimental beer category. But if you claim Pilsner as base, it wouldn't score well. No, because you don't get many Pilsner elements from right. it. If you enter it as a sports beer... But they always tell you, don't, don't make a suggestion. Only enter, or only judge it as it's entered. <laughs> Don't judge a book by its cover, okay? But the first taste is with your eyes. Oh, crap. <laughs> I've never tried to taste a book cover, though, so I don't really know what, <laughs> what that's about. Yeah, I'm going to try it. But you looked at one. I'll let you know how it tastes. All right, so, entered in experimental as a black filter. I'm out on this one. I don't even know how to rate that. I would probably say like mid 20s, mid to low 20. I think I'm there too because you don't have many elements of the base style coming through. 
there's no harmonious marriage between the bass style and whatever additive you changed right. up to be. Yeah. So entered as a experimental beer with Pilsner as the base, it wouldn't do well. Right. Now, if it were entered as Schwartz beer as or Porter, beer, uh, Porter would be too thin. Yeah. So it'd be it'd be sub thirty. Entered as a Schwartz beer, it would be at least a 33, 30, 34. Yeah, I was gonna say thirty four. Yeah, I could see that too. Thirty four, maybe yeah. even a thirty five. You know, just kind of in that range, yeah. mid thirties. Because Schwartz beer is supposed to be very drinkable, yeah. but black and sometimes roasty beer. It's black. This has all those things. If the roastiness on this was dialed back about 10%, that would jump the Swartz beer rating up to high 30s very easily. It's just too roasty for what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm right there with you. Yep. Good beer. Not really what it's marketed as, I guess. But anyway. It is what it is. Yeah. Thanks for that. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'll be here all day. Yeah, and, and by, by all day, day I mean like five more minutes. Yeah, so. <laughs> all right. Anything else about legal draft we want to mention? I got nothing. All right. Yeah, they're open several days a week now. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just a regular Saturday tour. Yeah. But Check out their uh, their website and their their tap room hours. You know, speaking of tours, I'm sorry. This is a little tangent. <laughs> oh. Every brewery that I've been to, I've never gotten a quote unquote tour. They offer them. You just have to know. Would you when. like one? I would love one. Because we can go to RAR, like an old school RAR Saturday. That's then, packed. Oh, God. And then go on the tour. Because I, I haven't they, been to a brewery tour, air quotations, yeah. at all this summer. I meant to go all the time. I came here. I think this is the only one, the yeah. only new one that I, just, I came to. I the only know. actual tour I've been on was when Rabbit Hole first opened, and we oh, went yeah, up there yeah. for that Saturday event that they had going on. That was that was interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I no, I'd be interested to do that again, just to kind of you know go back to our roots, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I got that. Yeah. I'm done too. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for our latest episode of Brew Styles, where our topic of discussion was Legal Draft Brewing Company. Join us next week as we don our Lederhosen and go to Addison Oktoberfest. That'll be fun. Oh, zap, sis, then, till then is what? What? I took a pill to actually take several pills to take, I take, I took several pills today. Oh my god.